This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is VSIN and DraftKings Network as we welcome you into this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings <coughs> alongside Michael Lombardi. You heard him there. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Welcome into the program. Uh, I feel bad, Michael, because throughout the first hour, I multiple times called our Thursday night football matchup a clunker. And the reality is there's still betting opportunities. It's still yeah. going to be football that when we are in the dog days of summer and all we have on our television screen is baseball. Yeah, we're going to be begging for Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. So I'm excited for tonight. Now I've turned my tune around. Yeah, I, I am too. Look, you know, it's it's an opportunity to see teams compete. It's also an opportunity to make money, to see how we handicap, to see what the weekend's going to look like. And look, we could be surprised. I mean, who would have thought me, no one, last week, 10-point dog, Cincinnati, yeah. Monday night football, that, that, that. And since he comes out the winner, and, you know, I mean, you just can't predict. And short weeks – Coaches are forced to cut the game plan down. The execution sometimes becomes a little bit better because of that. So why not? This is two good rivalry games. Weather's not going to be a factor in this game uh, as it will in some other games. So I'm going to enjoy it. Pretty split um, bag here in terms of the betting splits. 54% of the handle is taking the points with New England, but 56% of bets are laying it. So it seems like the public is more willing to lay the the big number with the Steelers in a low total game. In fact, if this ends up being the closing number, if it gets below 30, it'll be the lowest number that we have seen in 30 years, which is pretty remarkable. Um, and with that, like I, I can't really sit here and encourage people to bet the over either because of the way that mm -hmm. these offenses have performed paired with some of the defensive power. We know that the Steelers have and the Patriots have been excellent, particularly against the run. Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, both defenses are liable to score as much as the offense, right? Yep. So you get a defensive turnover, and you know, and all of a sudden, you know, and you got a 17-10 game, 
and one defensive turnover late in the game, and all of a sudden you hit the over. So you have to, this all over so low. It, it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Look, both teams play good defense. Both teams play conservative offense. Both teams want to try to manage the game without giving the game away. I think I think that's pretty clear. Both coaches understand where they are, their limitations in their offensive team. Mike, Mike Tomlin, like Belichick, he has a big issue because he's got to be careful because of he knows the reason he benched MVP Mitch last year was because before the bye week, they were turning the ball over, losing games at a rapid rate. And so after the bye, when they finally started picket, last year they only turned the ball over three times the entire rest of the season. This year, after the bye, they've only turned the ball over three times. Now, Trubisky comes in, and we saw this last year. When he came in last year against Baltimore, he had to finish that game. He turned it over twice. They should have beaten Baltimore at home that year. But they didn't because they turned it over. Tomlin knows what he has in terms of Trubisky. He's going to manage him, use his feet, let him do those things, but not put him in a tough situation to have to win the game. My question to you is, do you think we'll see Malik Cunningham today? I would kind of like to. I don't, I'm not sold that we will. I, I'm, then again, Bill Belichick didn't have any problem benching Mac Jones multiple times this season when he felt like the game wasn't going right. And even if Bailey Zappi wasn't better, it didn't seem to matter. Like, do you think we should? I would like to kind of see Malik Cunningham. I would like to maybe see a pop. But if you think that he can actually provide you with something good, maybe you don't want that because you're in good position to get a good quarterback in the draft <laughs> next year if you don't. Well, they need a little bit of positivity with their offense. Let's be clear, right? They got to have a little bit of positivity. I mean, they can't keep going along <laughs> this pace. They just can't keep beating people up, right? And no Ramondre you know, so, Stevenson. Maybe you need a run threat, so that'll help you out. Yeah, exactly. I think to me – you know, without Stevenson, you know, they got to put him in there. Maybe just try to loosen some things up and see what they have with the kid. Mm, would be interesting. I, I personally would like to see it because I know your boy Femi likes to say he needs to see more. I've I've seen yeah. enough probably of Bailey Zappi in my lifetime. It's a not-so-zappy hour, if you know what I'm saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. The Patriots, 1-12 ATS, their last 13 games in an underdog role. They have been the best team in the National Football League to fade throughout the season, 2-10 ATS on the year. Um, also have the longest active against the spread drought, dropping five straight ATS. So my approach, Michael, in this game, and I know how much you love to give me grief about teasers, especially when go. it involves a teaser. I know that this is bad news bears, but Here we go. I did a same game teaser tonight. I just need the Steelers to win and an under 36 thoughts. I like it. I mean, you know, we talked about this yesterday with uncle Harry, you know, he was on with this cartoon, <laughs> right? Uncle Harry likes the same oh. thing too. You know, he loves those teasers. I think it's certainly, you know, I don't think – I think this could be – last time they played it was 17-14 in week two of the season. Now, both teams were better uh, offensively then than they are now in terms of Trubisky was the quarterback, but it was about the same. The, the Patriots were by far a better offensive team, especially in the offensive line, then than they are now. So I think that's probably right. I think 36 is the number under normal circumstances that the game should come in at. Yeah, the original total under was at 34. It got ticked down, obviously, to where we sit now at 30. Again, the lowest total that we've seen since 1993. We'll revisit this game again later on in the hour. Um, give, you know, my I, I already told you my same game parlay, but give out some more prop angles to look at for Thursday night football. Um, Mike Somage gave out some great bets as well in hour one. So if you missed any of the earlier portion of the show, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form. Today, we also dropped a new edition of the GM Shuffle. 
couple, Michael and Femi did, Big Daddy Vince on the program, so you're not going to want to miss that. Let's take a look, though, Michael, at a couple other games that have had some line movement in it, and one of which we, we also talked about a little bit earlier, but with Zach Wilson stepping into the QB1 role once again for the New York Jets, we have seen that line against Houston come down a little bit. They were getting five and a half points, now getting three and a half against Houston. Do you think that that's a fair adjustment, or do you think the line probably shouldn't have moved with Zach Wilson? I don't understand why it moved. I think it moved because of weather. I really do. We we have talked weather all week. The sure. Midwest isn't going to get hit with it, but the East Coast is. And maybe not as much rain as we anticipated, but certainly gust of wind. And look, I can't imagine that Zach Wilson can move any line. Can you, Stormy? You know? No, I, I not can't for imagine me. it. Not for my but, money. This is, a, I mean, I have no interest in backing the Jets in any way, shape, or form pretty much any week. They've just, they've become yeah. one of those teams that I just cross off my board when I look at it. No question. Now, I'll tell you a line that's going to move. I just saw this on Twitter is that when you look at the Jacksonville Cleveland line, right? We now there's video of Lawrence out at practice. Mm. See, this is throwing the ball. You mentioned it earlier, Michael, but I just keep getting shades of that whole week when Trevor Lawrence was dealing with the knee injury and people said it was pretty significant, but he was going to test it out, you know, barring any setbacks, you know, we'll see if he's going to go. Nobody believed that week that Trevor Lawrence was going to start. And then he actually played really, really well in the game. Yeah. And they went out there and he had his one. Well, and on the road, they play way better on the road. They play extremely higher level of offense. Lawrence plays better on the road. And this is what makes this game interesting. Now, we know, too, that there's going to be strong wind gusts here in Cleveland Stadium. It may, again, maybe not rain, but there will be gusts. It's going to be in the low 40s, little drizzle, you know, 10-mile-an-hour winds with gusts up to 20. Not as bad as we originally thought. So it's a normal game. But I, I think what we've seen out of Lawrence is when he plays on the road – He's really good. They're undefeated on the road. They're covered the spread against on the road. At home, it's not the same story. And the Browns are the opposite. The Browns are horrible on the road defensively, but they're really good at home. So this is going to be a clash of two teams. I, I, after watching that video online, not that I'm a doctor, but I get the sense that Lawrence is going to play. Yeah, and he did say yesterday in his in his press conference that the rehab was going a lot better than he anticipated. He was feeling pretty good. So um, also I liked his comments about him saying, everybody chill out. They do have golf carts. They did offer him one, but he elected that he was going to walk up the tunnel himself, probably regrets that decision a little bit. Mm -hmm. What I thought was funny about that was that both of the guys that were helping him were shorter, were smaller than him. So they're not really like helping him a whole lot from a weight standpoint as he was walking down the tunnel. Uh, neither here nor there. How about the Green Bay Packers? We've seen that number go from Green Bay laying five and a half to now six and a half, a three-game win streak. They've got the Giants coming up in that Monday night doubleheader. The weather should largely have moved out from what I understand and from what I have read when it comes to Monday in MetLife Stadium. Mm -hmm. What are your yes. thoughts there? What I'm worried about here is I think the line tells us something, right? Why isn't this at seven? When they announced Tommy DeVito as the starting quarterback, the line didn't move at all. Okay? Which tells me they thought DeVito was going to be the starter. But you know that you know that Will that Tyrod Taylor's still available. And you know DeVito is 20.3% of the time he dropped backs to pass, he gets sacked. So that's not a good stat. And you know this Packers team can really 
they, they have the skill players to exploit a very bad secondary of the Giants. I mean, one of the reasons the Giants can't beat the Cowboys is, A, they can't cover them. They really can't cover the Cowboys receivers. They'll struggle to cover the – if they want to play man-to-man, they'll struggle to cover. So I wonder why it doesn't go to seven. Why hasn't it gone to seven yet? That's my only concern. It seems too easy to take the the, the seems too easy to take the Packers here playing well. Giants coming off a bye. Giants don't score a lot of points. Yada yada yada. But as you said in the break, sometimes taking the points in a low under total is really profitable. Yeah, Giants currently getting six and a half, as you said. The total in this one, 36 and a half. Um, I'll hit you with one more. we got 30 seconds. Buccaneers went from plus two and a half to just plus one in Atlanta. Wow, I know. I mean, I don't. this is one of those games where I want to take Atlanta, but they're on a two-game win streak, and I don't think they can put three in a row together. And the Baker Mayfield's a much better player as a dog than he is as a favorite. And the Bucs, I think it moved a little bit stormy because the Bucs are getting some defensive players back. Okay, yep. Health, obviously, playing a factor in that one. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we've got no way or no doubt. And still to come this hour, a little NBA in-season tournament talk when JVT joins the program. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made from all of our show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for each and every game and our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every bowl game. Don't miss out, though. It's a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can do it. Sign up today for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi. No way or no doubt. <laughs> All right, Michael, we've talked a lot about how many games are going to be weather impacted coming up for week 14 of the NFL. Uh, Mm. This could be, in fact, the first week since December 26th of 1993 that we have three separate games that fall under a total below 33. So no way or no doubt, more than half of the games this week, more than half of the week 14 totals will go under. What do you think? I think it's an under week. Yeah, I do. We got so many backup quarterbacks too, Stormy. You got bad weather and backup quarterbacks. I'll go no doubt it'll go under. And we talked about the wind trend a little bit this week. NFL games with 10 plus mile an hour winds at kickoff. 18, 5, and 1 to the under this year. Going under by an average of five and a half points per game. We have five games that match that so far this weekend. Unders in general this season have been the way to go. 110, 82, and 1 overall this year. Although last week, for the first time in a while, it was an over week. We'll see if we can revert back. Uh, after winning his first two games with the Minnesota Vikings, Josh Dobbs came back to earth. He's dropped back-to-back starts, coming off a four-interception performance against the Chicago Bears. No way or no doubt, the Pastronaut will bounce back against the Raiders with the return of Justin Jefferson. What do you think? I think no doubt. I, I, I disagree with Mike. I, I think with Kevin O'Connell, I think he's a really good play caller. And I think there's so many limited options to the Raiders' defense in terms of how to play Jefferson, how to play this team. And with some practice time, a lot of practice time and a lot of study time, I think Dobbs will play well. Now, look, Dobbs' problem isn't throwing interceptions. Dobbs' problem is fumbling. Mm. You know, he fumbles way too much. He's loose with the ball. He's got that little bit of a of, of uh, the Justin Fields issue where he, he, he fumbles. He's got 14 fumbles currently in the league, most in the NFL. So that's really what he has to correct. And if he does, I think he moves the ball. I think he'll move the ball on the Raider defense, which is limited in terms of the options they have to attack this Viking offense. Okay, that game is here in Vegas. Jack uh, Vikings, though, on the road, laying three points total in that one, sitting at 40. Let's talk transfer portal here a little bit. because yeah. by the, Oh, wow. Yes, we're throwing in an NCAA one here for you. Uh, by the end of the day on Monday, when the transfer portal opened, Michael, there were over 1,000 Division One players that were in the portal, up from 775 the year prior. This number included, obviously, a number of impact players. Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord, the top one that comes to mind. Dylan Gabriel, DJ Uyunglele. No way or no doubt the NCAA should wait until after bowl season to open up the portal. What do you think? I think no doubt they should. They should definitely wait because let's face it, like why are we having this confusion? Like if the kid, you know, why would we do it before the bowl games play? 
you know, if you're Ohio State, you're going to a bowl game. Now you've lost all these players. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense. So I say there's no doubt they should do that. Speaking to that, Missouri now a two and a half point favorite in the Cotton Bowl against Ryan Day's Ohio State Buckeyes. But the thing that's tough about that is I know like early enrollment has become really important for a lot of these players that transfer getting acclimated to the place. A lot of the argument is if your coach can leave, why can't a player? And I, I understand it from that standpoint also. It's it's just tough. It stinks because bowl season used to really mean something. And a lot yeah. of that fun of the bowl season and those great those great highlights that we've seen from years past we're not getting as much of because it's college football playoff or bust really with all the opt-outs and transfer portal kids now when Justin Fields Michael was asked earlier this week about his future with the Bears given the team's draft position whether it's fair to factor into his evaluation over the next five games this season his response was quote life isn't fair so me personally I'm just focused on what I can control and the rest is in God's hands good response there Justin especially because no way or no doubt Michael the Bears will use their high draft pick on a quarterback in 2024 no doubt no doubt they will because I think they've seen enough like how much more do we I know Femi needs to see a little bit more but how much more do you need to see does he Kids still does he still come on he's yeah, got to be on of course board he now does. No. he always wants to see a little more I think he's ta- there's no question he's a talented runner but he doesn't throw the ball especially when the game is we got to throw it to win it that's the problem. He turns the ball over. And I don't think there's an offense that you could develop around him that's going to be consistent enough. Now, you know, maybe if he goes somewhere and takes a year off and they fix him, but I think there's no doubt the Bears will draft. If they get the first pick in the draft, which it would, they'll draft Caleb Williams. A little bit of a different situation all of a sudden in Green Bay. The Packers rebounded from a 2-5 and five start in a four-game losing streak to winning four of their last five. They're coming off huge wins on Thanksgiving against the Lions, upset of the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Love's performance, a big reason for that turnaround, Michael. No way or no doubt that Jordan Love has proved he's the future franchise quarterback in Green Bay. He's proved enough. No way he's proved it. Now, he's on his way to proving it, but no way has he proved it yet. I think the next five weeks are going to be critical to him. I really do. Can he maintain it? One of the things quarterbacks have to do is competitive stamina. They've got to be able to do it over and over again. That doesn't mean if he throws an interception, I'm out. No. He's got to show that the consistencies he's developed so far this year can carry over into what he needs to do next next year. I think the next five, six games are critical for him. And going to be critical for playoff position. Currently 6-6 six and six in that 7 spot in the NFC. They're a 6.5-point favorite on Monday night against the Giants. Over this three-game win streak, though, credit where credit is due to Jordan Love. He's got the best QBR in the league over those last three games. Completion percentage just shy of 70%. And he went from, over the first nine weeks of the season, having a 14-10 to 10 touchdown-to-interception ratio to having eight touchdowns and no picks. Uh, against those Packers coming up on Monday night, I referenced they've got the Giants coming up. Okay, the Giants have decided that they're going to continue to go with Tommy DeVito, as we mentioned earlier yep. here in the program, uh, despite Tyrod Taylor being back from injured reserve and his window being open. The New Jersey native won each of his last two starts, and head coach Brian Dable said, quote, I just thought Tommy earned it. No way or no doubt, Michael. Tommy Cutlets gives the Giants the best chance the rest of the season. No way. <laughs> He'll be... No way. I mean, if they're smart and he gets sacked, eventually I think Tyrod Taylor is going to have to come in the game. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. no way. I mean, have you watched these games? I, I, I just wonder, has Dayball been at the games? I don't know. Like, you, when you have a 20% sack percentage against teams that don't even rush the passer that well, like the Patriots, 
it's a problem. I mean, look, you can get, again, this is what happens to the Giants. They, they get lost with their win. I mean, they beat their Patriots, what, 10-7? The kid missed a 37-yard field goal or a 27-yard field goal. It was a comedy. You could have easily been in overtime. The only reason you got any points, Patriots bad tackling, and the, and the interception by Mac Jones that got returned back down to the 20. So well, I, I don't get it. Well, Michael, that's a big part of what I was going to ask you. Like, yes, it's great that the Giants were able to get these back-to-back wins, and he does have more touchdowns than, I mean, any other quarterback has had this season in, uh, in New York for the Giants. But how much of it is the opponents that he got to play these last two weeks, too? Like, you look at those scores, and it's not like they're lighting it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, who gives you the – I mean, here's Tyrod Taylor. He had a cha- He went into Buffalo. You know, without a full deck and was able to come out of there, had 14 to 9, had a chance. They were a play away. Exactly. They were a play away against Buffalo. They beat Washington, had two touchdowns in that game. I, I just feel for Tyrod Taylor, especially because speaking of earned it, he's put in his dues in the National Football League and he got his opportunity with the Giants. And I, I was excited for him to see what he could do with that opportunity with Daniel Jones unavailable. But obviously, we, we see the way that that has played out. Um, but that game is is one of the interesting ones, and I know we talked about it a, a little bit ago, but it feels a little bit like a trap because of how well Green Bay has played recently and our lack of belief in Tommy DeVito, but I just don't know where, where to go on that one. I was thinking about laying the points with Green Bay in the contest this week, but I'm not sure if I can get there or not. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's the hard one for me. I don't know yeah. how... I want to take them six and a half in a low score. It's to me, it seems like the right thing to do, but I just don't know. Yeah, it'll be a fun back and forth. So for anybody who doesn't know this, I actually do the contest every week with my dad and you should see the text messages that go back and forth of us trying to discuss certain things. And then he ends up ultimately calling me because he gets so frustrated about X, Y, and Z. So that'll be a fun debate, especially because I have liked Green Bay lately. Um, We're going to step aside here on the Lombardi line. When we come back, what a lot of folks might be watching tonight Given the game that we have on Thursday Night Football, the NBA in-season tournament rolls on tonight. The inaugural semifinal matchups. We got two games on tap live from Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Our senior NBA handicapper here at Beeson, Jonathan Von Tobel, is going to give us the lowdown when we come back next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. And let's talk a little NBA here as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. And we'll bring in the one and only JVT, our senior NBA betting analyst here at VEASAN. Also does a great job hosting the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Make sure you get that in your downloads. You can catch him here on the network every weekend as well. Live bet Saturday and Sunday. Loved the College Lines Revealed show this this uh, college football season, JVT. I'm a little bit sad that came to an end, but I bet you guys had some some good discussion this past week with the way things played out. Did you get ahead of any early numbers? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. I, I mean, so there's a few stormy, and I actually haven't bet like a ton of games in which I thought like, you know, there was information that was prevalent. 
but I did bet a few. You know, I've got a couple of bets in the semifinals. I bet under in Michigan, Alabama, under 46. I took four and a half with Washington against Texas. Some of the other balls, I laid three and a half uh, with Penn State against Ole Miss. I bet the over in the game that you're going to be on, the guaranteed rate bowl that I'll be out there for, UNLV, Kansas. Uh, those are a few that I bet early. Awesome. JBT, what was your what was your thoughts? I mean, did you think that Florida State belonged in A and B? If what were your final four? So, Michael, my thoughts on the Florida State thing are this: is that the committee is inconsistent. You know, you can't tell me that it's the four best teams when, first off, you rank Florida State ahead of Georgia. That means you're not ranking them by who you think are the best teams because Florida State's not better than Georgia. And that would also mean that if it's the four best teams, Georgia would be in. So I just think that it doesn't make any sense to say that what Florida State did was not enough because they weren't one of the four best teams, but also rank like Washington, for example, as the second best team, but only because they're an undefeated power five champion (laughs) because they're not better than Texas, right? They're not better than Alabama. So that's the thing that drove me nuts. And if you were going to go by that, for me, I go by more of what your resume says, what you're deserving and a power five champ deserves to be it. So my top four were Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State. But my my whole gripe is just more you're inconsistent with your own parameters. And I think that's what drives me and other people nuts. Yeah, I, I will say I am pleased with the matchups that we that we got. I think they're going to be really, really good games for us to bet on and from a viewership standpoint. But I agree, like the fatal flaw in the whole logic of that thing was that you're saying that it's, it's the best teams and that Georgia is still behind Florida State in that argument, yep. which is just inaccurate and it's just wrong. Um, Sweet, so let's get to the semifinals, though, in tonight's in-season tournament, um, the inaugural in-season tournament and this total in the Pacers Bucks game just continues to rise from 254 and a half now sitting 257 are we getting out of hand here a little bit so I'm going to hate myself for this as I sit in T-Mobile later tonight and watch just bucket after bucket go down I'm sure uh but I bet this under 257 stormy I think this is what we're, we're going to do here now I'll I'll bring you back like we'll zoom out a bit to give you the analysis on this so part of my thinking coming into the in-season tournament knockout stage was there's, there's a chance this takes the shape of like a faux playoff sort of setting, right? Which is slower paces, uh, more sets, right? Half court sets, willing to let defenses get set because you're running your own stuff. You know, just like we see in the playoffs, shorter rotations as well. And in the four games we saw in the quarterfinals, guys, all four games had less than 100 possessions. So we that kind of transpired. However, we're two and two, right? Even split over and under. And even you go back to the Bucks, where they had, I think it was like 100 and, uh, 200 and like, what, 70 or 60 points, whatever, in that game against the New York Knicks. Guys, that game only had 95 possessions. That was a slow game. It was just hyper-efficient offense. So Stormy, bringing it back to this game, I bet this under because I do believe we're getting a little out of hand. I'm willing to go under 257 because at the very least, I had a theory that these games would slow down. I have four games that told me that they have slowed down and that now you're in a new environment, a neutral environment unfamiliar shooting backgrounds where the winner gets to move on for a crack at $500,000 for each player. I think you see the pace tighten up a little bit here. So I'm willing to go under 257. I think we have gotten a little too far. And let's talk about the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers started the season slowly, but they've come on. Now they're here in the finals. What have you seen from them, JVT? And do you think they'll be this good come next May? You know, I don't know if they're going to be good in the big picture, Michael. I've called them like a, just a different version of the team they were last year, right? Which is a team that is very strong in the restricted area, both offensively and defensively, a team that is heavily reliant on LeBron James. They have a negative, like 12.7 net rating in the possessions without LeBron on the floor. You shouldn't be that reliant on LeBron at this point of his career. You shouldn't be that bad without LeBron at this point. So I, I think Michael, they're a team that if the bracket breaks right for them, just like it did last year, they could potentially make a run. But if we're talking about teams in terms of ratings and strengths and teams that I would put ahead of them and just 
who do I think is better? I think there's about four teams in the Western Conference alone that I would pick to come out of the West before I would pick the Los Angeles Lakers at this point. Well, they're laying two tonight against the Pelicans. Total up now to 230 and a half from this standpoint. I mean, and they had a little bit of a controversial win and cover against the Suns in the quarterfinal uh, earlier this week. What do you make of the matchup? Who do you think has the edge and gets out of this thing? Yeah, Stormy, somebody who had a Suns 30 to 1 ticket to win this in season tournament, I would say that was very controversial. And I, if I was Frank Vogel, I never would have left the floor. Um, no, I think like, I think if you're looking at it from a side perspective, I'd lean a little bit toward the Lakers, only in that I don't think the Pelicans have a defender that is going to be able to take on LeBron James. New Orleans' best defender is Herb Jones, and he's 6'7 and 205. Like that, He's given up about 50 pounds to LeBron James. That's not going to be a matchup that physically he's going to win. But I'll say this. I think I feel strongly, or I know I feel strongly, uh, about the under. Like, it's at 231 now. If you go back to their quarterfinal matchup with the, the Suns, the Lakers had about 96 possessions. They were very slow. They tried to run here and there. But their best offense and the way they close out that game was half-court possessions with LeBron in control, and I think they're going to be willing to do that. So I bet under 231. I think the Lakers move on, but the bet for me is actually under the total. And your MVP tournament odds, LeBron's at plus 350. Giannis is at plus 400. Who, who do you have money on? Yeah, it's hard not to say that it's LeBron if you think they're going to win and move on, right, Michael? Especially when you're looking at it from the perspective of if we assume – that it's going to be the Indiana Pacers in the next round. Like, cause I think the Pacers are the pick to move on against Milwaukee. Mm. Like I, that's a matchup that LeBron's going to feast on. Like there's not many guys again who are going to match to physically with LeBron defensively. And their best defender is Miles Turner. So I think if the Lakers are going to win this thing, it's going to be LeBron, especially after his performance the other night against the Phoenix Suns. He was incredible. And that's going to be enough, I think, to get it to him. So I think the Lakers ultimately win. So I think LeBron is the rightful favorite. I think it's worth the bet. Yeah, he had 31 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds in 40 minutes. And the man is 23 days away from turning 39 years old. Uh, Still one of those top players in in the league at this point. How has this in-season tournament been received, JVT? Because it seems like the players care about it. The intensity is up. Up. What's your perspective on it? I think so, Stormy. And, you know, I, I, so the way I gauge it is I talk to people who don't really watch the NBA at this time of the year, and all of them have kind of said the same thing. You know, when they watch and they see those floors, they know that something's different, right? They know that the games might mean something other than just a regular, regular season game. And people who I know don't watch it have watched some of these games and at least are aware of what is happening. And the intrigue of playing three neutral site games, right? Two today, one on Saturday has piqued the interest of people that I've talked to that aren't like me, right? That watch this every single night. So I would say it's worked out really well for them. And that's why I was a proponent of it. You know, when you look at it overall, it's a win-win, man. It's regular season games, slap some fancy floors and a different label on each, every, so every one of them. And if you win a couple of them, guess what? You get to go to Las Vegas and play for 500 K each. I think it was a good idea for the NBA. And I think that a lot of people have kind of at the very least paid attention to it a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think that the, the courts kind of have me a little bit off. I can't quite get used to it, JVT, i got to be honest. But the level of play, I'm surprised how good it is and the level of play. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, where does this go when the regular season comes back? And obviously we know Milwaukee's going to be good, but it's kind of hard for me to judge the other teams as it relates to. I think, what's your view of Phoenix? I know you had them in the tournament. What's your view of Phoenix as it goes forward? You know, for them, and it's actually similar to New Orleans too, Michael, it's just all about health, right? You know, Bradley Beal, they haven't even played their big three. I think it was uh, a single game, right? Bradley Beal's been out this whole time. Now, sounds like he's going to be back somewhat soon, but if they're going to be fully healthy, they're going to be one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. You know, the numbers with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant together are incredible. So 
I think, you know, I mentioned earlier, right, four teams that I believe to be better than the Los Angeles Lakers when they're full strength. The Suns are one of those teams. I think they can win the Western Conference with how elite they can be on offense. It's just whether or not they're going to be together. And that's the big question. And you can never really predict that. So, JVT, just to put a bow real quickly on this in-season tournament coming up tonight, who do you see getting into the championship game and who wins it? The Bucks are a plus-170 favorite, Lakers plus-240, Pels plus-360, and the Pacers a long shot at plus-425. Who'd you bet? I'll go I'll go Lakers over Pacers uh, in the final on Saturday. I think that's the Ooh. way to do it. I think the Pacers are pretty live, so we'll get a fun game. Love that. Awesome stuff, as always, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. And Thanks, tr- try not to have too much fun out there. I won't. See you guys. (laughs) JVT. He's out there at MGM right now. He's telling us he was getting the credential. He's watching shoot around. Um, I'm thinking about going to the championship game on Saturday if the Lakers do make it into that game. Because I feel like that's another element to this too, Michael, is – Maybe people don't realize this, but because we don't have an NBA team here in Las Vegas, like yeah. it's, it's a pretty it's I imagine it's going to be a pretty pro Lakers crowd out there. There's a lot of Lakers fans here so, and right? an easy trip. Yeah, you would, yeah, you would think so. And eventually you're going to get one, aren't they? Aren't, there's a lot of conversations about Seattle and Las Vegas potentially mm. getting teams. So I think, you know, you got a baseball team storming. I think you're going to get a basketball team. You got a hockey team. You got it all. Well, let's throw that extra layer in there. LeBron James would like to be part ownership of that team that comes here of to course. Vegas. Motivating to show out for his soon to be city potentially in the future. Just, you know, just alternate angles, Michael, here for the people. We'll be right back, wrapping things up today for the Lombardi line. Final thoughts on Thursday night football and some big games coming up this weekend. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 and up and especially around the holidays, getting the house stocked and ready. Great stuff there from Total Wine alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you as you wrap things up here on this Thursday edition of the Lombardi line. And we were talking earlier when Mike Somich joined the program, Michael, that like, thank goodness that betting exists for a lot of us to get through this Thursday night football game because it is on paper going to be a little bit of a rough watch here. We've got backup quarterbacks, a pair of struggling offenses, good defenses. So we're not expecting a whole lot of scoring here, which kind of leads us to our pro tip of the hour. And again, we do these every single show here on the network, but there are a lot more ways that you can bet a low scoring game besides just the under. You can take a look at different, more unique props. We looked at the punt props. Uh, Mike Somich had a bunch of defensive angles to get in here. Um, pre Free daily betting tips, vcin.com your pro tip of the Lombardi line. But I think that's great, Michael, that sometimes you have to get a little bit creative in some of these yeah. games. I, I think, you know, look, if you kind of have a sense, and look, if you're late to the party, right, this is really what we're talking about here is when you're late to the party, when you, you know, like what's your concern about betting the under tonight? I can late to the party. Yep, because the know? percentage and, so, and the percentages of people that have bet the under too is a little scary as well. And and even though we know the favorites, the public has done a great job over the last couple of weeks of winning. We know that that comes to an end at some point, and you don't want to be left without a chair. So find alternative ways to get the same result. So I. Don't have access to a book that can bet the punts, but I think we all agreed that the over-under sitting at 14.5 was a little bit high for a game that typically in the NFL averages eight punts per game. 14.5 seemed a little high, even if we do expect this being such a low-scoring game. But the way I approached this was, and again, I know this goes against some betting rules and people don't like it when you include a total in a teaser, but... That's the way that I approached this was I did the Steelers. I teased that down, mm-hmm. a six-point teaser, teased that down. They just need to win, and the total under 36. So I still feel confident that it's going to be a, a type of game that's a little bit of a rock fight here, that the Steelers are the better of two, the lesser of two evils from this spot offensively and that they'll get the win. That's my approach. Yeah, I, I think to me, you know, I know that you're not supposed to bet teasers with the other, but this is kind of like we've seen this before. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is, it's something that you know is going to be happen, And so why not? You know, like you get a good look at it and I think it's a great opportunity and it's a way for you to handle it. So I, I think it's really a smart play on your part. I'm not a big, hey, play the, uh, the teasers, mm-hmm. but I do think this game, I'm, I'm, I would, if I had to make a play, I would take the Patriots and the points. We see in the contest, the Patriots and the contest are at five and a half. Yep. I don't know why. But they are. But six in a in a thirty point total seems a little bit a lot of points to lay. So I would take the ste- I would take the Patriots and grin it <laughs> and not look. But I also think you're right, it's gonna stay under the thirty six. You can also, a couple other interesting bets that stood out to me just as I was going through the menu for this Thursday night football game. The Patriots team total sitting at 12 and a half. We know they have an eclipse 10 in each of the last three weeks, most recently coming off that shutout loss to the Chargers. Plus 190 if you think both the Patriots and Steelers will have an opening drive punt. I think that's a, a pretty good number. Minus 160 specifically just for the Patriots to have an opening drive punt, which has been the norm for them over their last six games. 
No touchdown. This was the most shocking one, Michael, because from what I understand, and this isn't a market that I, I have ever bet, but when you just kind of scroll through and you're glancing, like this number is usually over 100 to 100, whatever. 15 to 1 for no touchdown in this game. That's ridiculous. That's amazing. I didn't even see that. I didn't even know that. Wild. No t- I mean, like at some point, you know, both teams work on special teams. You would think maybe there could be a break, at, you know, a, a special teams tackle or something like that. You would think that, right? Mm-hmm. Something there, there's just there. I highly recommend if you haven't already, just go look through the DraftKings menu because I feel like it's endless the possibilities from this standpoint. The way I'm playing it, like I said, I'm just gonna stick to the teaser because I feel like it's gonna be a low scoring game. I didn't have a ton of interest in the anytime touchdown props for guys like I normally would. Um, if you want to check out our guy Mike Somich's best plays as well, he had a few tackle and assist plays um, earlier in hour one download the Lombardi line in podcast form the big game though of the weekend Michael is certainly going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles going head-to-head we're seeing that number pretty firm at the three and a half that's also what it is in the contest this week were you surprised that it didn't tick down to the three for the contest number specifically yeah, I am. And that which worries me. I, I think you nailed it. We were in a break and Stormy said to me, this game's going to go two ways. Either the Eagles are going to uh, Eagles are going to win or the the Cowboys are going to blow them out. And I kind of think that's right. Like I kind of think the point spread's not going to matter in the game. I really kind of do. I don't think it's going to come down to a field goal and you're happy you have the hook. Although that's what everybody's telling you. you might as well take the hook because you get Philly. I don't think that's going to matter. I think you got to pick the winner here. Yeah, so that was my thought process because we know how the Eagles, we've used that phrase, they find ways to win 100 times this year. And I feel like it's going to be a situation where it's a close down to the wire game and the Eagles are just going to come out on the right side of it or the Cowboys are going to dominate from start to finish. And I kind of do get the feeling that the Cowboys are in a different spot of their season than the Eagles are. And you referenced a lot yesterday about how a lot of the analytics show that this Eagles team is not as good as their record has shown to this point. And while the Cowboys have struggled against really, really good teams and winning those good games, they've started to figure things out here recently. And that offense is really, really clicking. Yeah, I I mean, when I watched that 49er tape, Stormy, I got to be honest with you, the 49ers were really indifferent to the Eagles' defense. I'm not saying they didn't have respect for them. They just were very confident. And I think the Cowboys, after I watched that tape, then I went back and I watched the Cowboys' tape in the first game. And I think they were very confident, too. I think the coaches know the Eagles are not the same team in every element defensively. 29, 32 sacks compared to 70 last year. Think about that now. Without Hargrave inside, Fletcher Cox a year older, Brendan Graham's a year older. They're not the same team. Now, they're still really good. Riddick's really good. Sweat's really good. I'm not saying that. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, they are. But last year was a magical season. And then you add the factor that they don't have White the linebacker. They don't have Edwards the linebacker. They're searching for linebackers, and then they can't cover. But they couldn't cover last year. But the defensive front hit it. Now it's not as obvious, right? And when they go against good passing offense, they really struggle. Last year, the Cowboys moved the ball on them down there. Now Gardner Minshew was the quarterback. He turned it over. I get that. I think this is an over game. I think both teams will move the football effectively. Well, and that's why we say winning solves everything, right? You talk about different areas that are hidden because they have that 10-2 and two record. Uh, other, A couple other games that are important in the NFC playoff picture this week, obviously that game with the NFC East, top seed, 
coming down to those two in the San Francisco 49ers. But for the NFC wildcard, Vikings, a three-point favorite at the Raiders. Bucks and Falcons, a big one in the NFC South. Falcons laying a point. Um, any strong feelings one way or the other in those two games? Well, I mean, look, I, to me, I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, this Viking team, to me, just has that magic formula. They play a lot of close games. I think Kevin's done a great job. They've lost... They've lost two games. They lose by twelve to ten to the give up the last field goal to the to the uh, the Bears, and they get beat by a point by the Broncos. They've lost three. They've lost two games by three points. I think they're and they have the bye week, and they get Jefferson back. And I think O'Connell's a really good coach. I'm surprised this line was two and a half. I'm surprised for all the Raider money that's come in, it hasn't moved to two and a half. I think the Vikings are a good team. I think this is a hard game for the Raiders, and here's why. Because Aiden O'Connell's a rookie, and he's a good player, and he's going to be a good player. I don't know if he's going to be a full-time starter, but he's a good player. But the way Brian Flores has played defense since week three of the season, you know, a lot of blitz, a lot of mixed coverage, a lot of different looks. He's very confusing for the quarterback pre- and post-snap. And you've got to be really good with your rules. You've got to be really good with your protection schemes to handle it. Because once they force a negative play on the Raiders and they take away Josh Jacobs' ability to run, remember, Denver couldn't run the ball on them. Denver could not run the ball on them. Once you do that, all of a sudden it becomes a problem. It becomes a real issue. And now the Raiders are trying to throw the ball and O'Connell makes a mistake and turns it over. That's where it comes down to. And I just don't know, can the Raiders play well enough on defense against an offense that's had some more time with Jefferson back. I, I, I was surprised Mike Samich, who I think is, does a great job, I was surprised he went with the Raiders here as the home dog because I just didn't feel like the, the matchup favors them at all here. Yeah, and as, as far as the playoff picture goes for Minnesota, they win this game, they improve to 7-6, and six, and right now we've got four teams that are kind of stuck in that six and six mode with two teams getting the edge and making the wild card round and two on the outside looking in. So some important matchups coming up down the stretch. Again, Vikings currently a three-point favorite here at Allegiant Stadium, total 40. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for hanging out. Good luck with Thursday night football. All you folks that are on the under, good luck. I'll be rooting for you. I'm going to stick with my 36 though. There you go, Stormy. I'll see you on Sunday. Thank you, Stormy. Sounds good. See you then. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.